I want you to dress up as Roger and beat the shit out of me. <laughs> Who among <laughs> us? Are you, are, you, are you ready? Funny! Expensive. Wanna nah. Whatever! Be happy. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Funny Papers, a show where three 30-somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic 90s cartoon show, Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friend Sam. Featuring a large purple nude man. And Jim. The immortal science of Marxism, Dugganism. <laughs> Today, we cover episode 22, part one of Doug. And if you're following along on YouTube, this is episode 23 due to the time break. In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. Episode 22, part one's title is Doug on the Trail. It's the second Bluffs Cats episode, everyone, and it's just as horny as the first one. Oh, yeah. It's incredibly horny, and for reasons closely related to that, I'm putting my chips down. This is the best episode so far. <laughs> but you say that, you don't mean that just because it's horny. I mean, not just mean because I do. it's horny, but I'd be lying if I told you it wasn't a factor. <laughs> this, right. is, this is one of the few episodes where I just watched once, and I'm like, okay, that's good. I'm done. I don't, I don't have to dread this. I don't have to watch this again. I got this. <laughs> Yeah, this one was like an entirely functional, mediocre children's television episode. It's still, <laughs> being a Doug episode, it still has a very confused moral, but it, I mean, they get it. They get there. Do you think if you had watched it again that you would have been like, actually, this is bad? <laughs> uh, probably. Every time I watch it the second time, it's always way more painful than the first time. Yeah, I watched it twice yeah. and I was still okay with it. All right. Yeah, I mean, I did too. Usually when I rewatch a Doug episode, when I watch it a second time, I watch it on 2x speed because who has time for that? And, right. Uh, I need I, to save five minutes out of my busy schedule. <laughs> that is five minutes more that I could game. have looked up what the plot of Mario is missing on Wikipedia is. <laughs> it's five more minutes I could you do Googling and YouTubing apes fighting each other. <laughs> The only true science. Of course, of course. Just Google uh, everybody. Uh, if you're bored at work, Google bug fights. It's, it's very no. entertaining. I really don't like either of those words. <laughs> Come on, Mike. Spider fights. No. Oh, yeah, you know, I forgot wins. you don't like spiders. There's everybody tons of spiders. Stop. We're moving those. on. <laughs> Trap door spiders. <laughs> Shut the fuck <laughs> up. The size of your fist, the drop on anyway, your Anyway, so this begins. <laughs> I'm sweating, and not just because it's hot in my room right now, because I hate you guys. So Same. This episode begins. <laughs> I love you guys. This episode begins with, uh, it shows that it is a shot of the lake. Um, and then specifically, so, okay, so Doug has been doing two things a lot more recently with this episode and with the previous few episodes. They've been doing a lot more callbacks to previous episodes, and they've also been doing a lot more, like, setting up of visual gags, right? Yeah. To the point where it's almost, like, overboard, right? Well, like, they're starting to establish that, oh, right, we can have some kind of narrative continuity within the episode which yeah, there's setups is and payoffs which is which is <laughs> a novel concept for the show no, it's, it's also it's honestly... a sign that they're starting to have a better understanding of what the hell they're doing because doing yeah. setups and payoffs if you're doing a cartoon that you're doing a ton of edits to in post setups that are just left empty and hanging just ends up being a stupid why did this happen 
having a setup and a payoff requires that you actually knew what you were going to do ahead of time, and you have to edit around them if you ever go back and fuck with it. So they're actually, at this point, starting to have an understanding of how to make a TV show. Good job, Jenkins. It only took you a season and a half. <laughs> I mean, it's honestly almost a little disconcerting, right? I'm just like, I... I don't know if this should be happening right now. <laughs> like, well, we've been, I think that's just a symptom of us being poisoned by this television oh yeah. show. I, I think we're like incredibly broken at this yep. point. Oh, yeah. in terms of we're that. grasping for everything right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We have devoted more thought to this show than anyone, including the people writing it. On ever. the planet. On the planet, probably. <laughs> like, w- in terms of just earthly knowledge, this, this is unique. <laughs> <laughs> well, please, please. We are sharing a fraction of our incalculable Doug brain gained knowledge with you, our beloved viewers. Thank you <laughs> yeah. for sharing this draught of poison with us. It's not a cult, we promise. No, cults have organization. <laughs> it's not a cult until we get a Patreon. Then we can become a cult and finally start looking at the Hollow Earth really Finally, early. I can build that goddamn rocket. <laughs> finally. The, the people demand it. The digging rocket to the center of the hollow flat earth, or is it the yeah, flat hollow earth? I don't. I don't even remember what crank shit I'm on anymore. The important thing to know is that that's where the dinosaurs are. Right, of course. Right. Well, okay. So speaking of callbacks, uh, this episode begins with a callback. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there is. Uh, we see like the bottom of the lake, uh, and Chester is in it. That little the, piece the, the, of the, shit. <laughs> so my goddamn what? The fish, yeah, the fish that robbed Mr. Dink, and then he decided he would not execute him for his crimes. Uh, Chester is the here. The dog's deep and abiding hatred. Why does he not kill the fish? He has it in his hands. <laughs> right. So so that means uh, right now that we're in Lucky Duck Lake, right? Mm-hmm. Has, to has to be. I think that's the it only like lake in Bluffington. I think this is, yeah. I mean, I guess this is like an island on Lucky Duck Lake. I don't know how, like, how they get stranded in it. What was yeah. the population here? Like 20,000 people? 20,000 20, people. Yeah. So How do you that... get lost in a forest next to 20,000 people? I mean, that's I, not okay. impossible. There's plenty yeah. of woods if you go out. Shut up. Just agree with me. <laughs> Man, you're when from it... Texas. What the fuck do you know about bodies of water? There's the sea to the east. <laughs> that's where the Dumbass. live. Who are your friends? One day they will wipe Galveston off the map again, and all will thank them for it. Oh, no. If you're listening from that place, uh, we love you. And And also, please get out of there before the next hurricane hits. It's not going to go great (laughs) for you. Oh, God. Well, yeah, so, I mean, okay, like, in a small town like this, it, it stands to reason that there's, like, wilderness outside of it, right? There's, like, a, there's like the, the general suburbs where everyone lives, and then outside that, like, small microcosm that Mr. Bluff has carved out of the yes. wilderness, there's, like, there's like uh, our barbaric wastelands, and right? It, I want to say in the case of Virginia in particular, there's a fair amount of gross-ass swamp that you can't yeah. build buildings on, and so it gets used as a nature preserve because you can't really do anything else on there. Yeah. So Lucky Duck Lake is probably a part of this. It's probably like, oh, it might even be like a state park, right? Yeah, it's entirely possible. Yeah. And that all the more reason that Mr. Dink is dumping military-grade military equipment in there, yeah. like we established in the previous episode. <laughs> oh, now, among which, as we see, we immediately pan up <laughs> to Mr. Dink's canoe, the SS Dink, which has automatic <laughs> rowing machines, and it's just called The Dink. 
The fact uh-huh. that Mr. Dink is standing at the front of the dink, the tip or glands, if you will. <laughs> the tippy. Son <laughs> of a bitch. The, Thank the you. most sensitive Thank you. member of the dink clan. Thank you. <laughs> God. God damn it. Damn it, Sam. That's so good. Uh, I hate this. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> no, don't encourage him. So as he is standing on the tippy, he shouts, land ho, then the canoe rams into the land, and Dink goes falling out of the front. There is no symbolism involved here. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and he was letting Doug ride along with him. Every, Wells, every other one of the Bluff Scouts has to, like, row and, like, use strength in order, and, like, endurance, but Doug gets to just ride along in the motorboat. I mean, given Doug's you know, binary str- strength of either he is unrealistically <laughs> powerful or has no power whatsoever, it's probably a good idea to just say, maybe you ride along with me, Douglas. Oh, yeah, I mean, Doug, Doug might actually, Mr. Dink might have known that if Doug had rowed, he might have caused, like, a tsunami. Because that, like, he'll, he'll just suddenly go from his paddling boredly and then suddenly thinks about patty mayonnaise <laughs> and the r- canoe just suddenly takes a hard right turn because Doug's paddling <laughs> yeah. on the left side and he's just the boner he pops is done at such a force that just like plummets the boat down into the bottom of the lake <laughs> That is how <laughs> physics work. That tracks. <laughs> Doug Doug gets his wallet stolen by Chester. <laughs> it's a rite of passage, oh. Douglas. <laughs> oh, but okay. So, uh, basically, uh, as they're paddling, uh, Doug talks about... Dear Journal, last weekend, I got to go on the Bluff Scout canoe trip. The toughest test of um, Bluff Scouthood. I'd spent a whole year preparing for this trip. I was all set to prove myself a real bluff scout. Acknowledging the power of Mr. Scaly and allowing him to rule over your soul for all eternity. All right. That 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 line like fucked me up. Like spending a whole year pre- preparing for this trip. I mean, that acknowledges that they've he's yes. advanced a grade, but he has yes. he absolutely has not. Yeah. This is more. Uh, we're gonna have to rearrange this in our Doug timeline. That we're the time break <laughs> is its effects are felt here rather strongly. Yeah, because yeah, like, uh, man, like the previous episode, like the previous two parter was like that was the one when it was July for the first part of it, but also school in the other part of it, and maybe that one occurred at the beginning, and this one occurs like near the end this one occurs after that one year anniversary episode right? it has to be if he spent a year preparing for this like the problem is that we're attempting to build this with an incomplete map there will of course be future episodes of the bluff scouts that we can place ahead or behind this on the timeline yeah. depending we can already say that it's been a year since doug was inducted into the bluff scouts so we actually have two episodes that we know how far they are separated in time that's true the problem nice. is like if we agree that there's been a year passing, we have no evidence of that other than Doug saying that there's been a year passed. Because he hasn't changed grades. The end, like, the second to last episode of the Wait, series shit, is... you're right! Yes, yeah. the second to the last episode of the series is him graduating elementary school and it's going to It's been school. a year and he's been preparing and he's still in the same grade. What the fuck? Yes, correct. Yeah. That's, the, that's what's fucking me And the show ran for this. four years! <laughs> <laughs> That's the right. The time break runs deeper than we thought. Holy shit. It could be true that Doug gets held back every year because we know But then that, so you know, does all of it, 
like all of his classmates stay with him. Okay, but maybe, maybe whatever sixth grade or fifth grade or whatever he's in, maybe that lasts four years in this universe because this might not be Earth. <laughs> this true, might, this might not true. be the United States. This might not be Earth. Um, and maybe in this microcosm of a universe, they have like maybe they go to school until they're like forty years old because every grade takes three years. <laughs> <laughs> Main attraction why Judy could go to a elementary school dance and nobody thought that was weird. That makes sense. Ooh, okay, okay. Okay, okay. We're building we're building a we're building a, a world here. We're more than just now we're building more than a timeline. We're building a world. We're building a community with you the listener. We are constructing a society in which the Joker will inform us we all live. Oh god. And we can do the Joker dance at the beginning of every episode. In tremendous gratification that we are the Joker and not instead Doug, which would suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so, okay. So we have that information. Um, but at the same time, like, there's a lot of reference in this episode to, like, them being a higher rank than a tender toe, uh, which is what Doug started as. But he has no, like, insignias on his on his uniform. He has no badges. Maybe maybe he's, I mean, he's not wearing the sash. Like, maybe they only put badges on the sash in this, in this universe. Sure, whatever. <laughs> Who cares? Anyway, uh, but, so they land. Uh, they they they're they're all geared up for this trip that they've been preparing for a year for a super hard trip. Uh, and they they land. They make ground on an island. Uh, and they start unpacking. Uh, Doug doesn't have to unpack really, other than handing stuff to Skeeter out of the boat because you know I guess he's special or something. Um, and they start going through the list of supplies that they brought. Uh, First on the list is the official Bluff Scout water filter. Which looks dumb, but it's entirely understandable as a thing you'd bring along on one of these trips. You don't want to yeah. drink the water in Lucky Duck Lake. Dink knows right. what he's been putting in there. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, it's more, it's more bluff chemical than man at this point. Or water at this point, Jesus. <laughs> it's more man than right. water at this point. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> or at least man-made uh but so okay so they have that uh they also have the official bluff scout pepper mill uh which if you don't know that term it's the thing at like a restaurant when they grind they grind pepper out of like it has like a crank on the top it's like a long thing you might find at the olive garden right? that classy restaurant yeah and also <laughs> that, that thing loves. you would definitely bring along with you to a camping trip because i don't know fuck you yeah, because yeah. you got Because we have to destroy maybe... the computer in the next scene. <laughs> yeah, the next thing that they bring uh, is the official Bluff Scout navigational computer. Uh, and Doug holds this and the pepper mill at the same time, and then he sneezes and he drops the computer and it breaks. Yeah, well, one, one thing I want to point out here is that they're on a lake, right? Lakes are notoriously bad for computers, just famously. Mm -hmm. And he drops the computer and it lands on a rock right next to the lake. <laughs> Just have it land in the lake. <laughs> well, the thing is that dropping in the lake would involve, like, water animation and shit, and that's all. I, my, my thought would be that this was on their first draft. They were just like, okay, they, he drops in the water. Wait, if he drops in the water, then everyone gets electrocuted to death. Which wouldn't happen because, like, they're probably a really low... It's on, a, like, a 9-volt battery. Well, in cartoon logic, it absolutely would. Oh. Yeah, okay, I can see that rewrite happening. Sure, okay. So then they were like, all right, well... Well, he has to drop here's the a ground. rock. 
Well, okay, but that makes sense because they were probably did another draft where they're like, hey, he drops it on the ground. Wait, but the, the ground next to the lake is soft and for like, <laughs> and like it's like sand or mud. So that wouldn't break it. Okay, fine. Here's a fucking rock. Everyone shut up. This is due in an hour. <laughs> Right. As we'll cover later, there definitely was a rewrite in the script. You can yeah. see it in the animation. Yeah. And good. Like, that's why it's the best episode. <laughs> yeah, they rewrote it for quality. <laughs> for once. Even <laughs> after it was animated. I wonder if there is, like, an old cut of this somewhere in a vault of, like, the bad version. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> okay. Okay, nice. I went, I went and did research. Oh, jeez. Oh, All right. Uh-huh. Damn. All right. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I just thought of that off the top of my head, and I am so pumped that you actually did research. Uh, okay. So they, they're unloading, and the computer breaks, and Doug is like, Oh, no. The computer. I'm sorry, Mr. Dinky. I'm sorry, Mr. Dinky. That's okay, Douglas. I didn't know you were allergic to computers. <laughs> nice. Like, it's a dumb joke, but it's... Like, that's children's television joke. Okay, the small yeah. child can grasp. This is funny. I accept this. Yeah, yeah. it's it's better than usual. It's certainly above average for this yes. show. Um, and so, I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't give a shit at all. And he's like, oh, I'll get the spare. Oh, uh, also, this is a point where Roger gets a very solid burn off. Love Scout rule numero uno, funny. Don't bite off more than you can uh, chew. Get it? A chew. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. This <laughs> uh, joke is choo-choos, like trains. Oh, yeah. I like trains. No, I get that. Yeah, and trains, they, uh, the, the, you know, the thing that makes the wheels move all at once on the side that kind of cranks, that looks sort of like the crank on the top of the peppermill? Yeah, that's a computer. And so, yeah, and that is also how computers work because steam is early power generation, and those steam engine computers are probably how this big computer, because this is an enormous computer, so it probably runs on steam engines, and that's also why they couldn't drop it in the lake because all that would have done was get the coals wet, which they could have dried out. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, do you get it now, Sam? Do you get the joke? No. Okay, that's, well, we'll come back to it. We'll circle back to this. <laughs> we'll make a uh, we'll make a a bonus episode later please subscribe to the patreon for us explaining the basics of a steam powered computer slash train to sam yeah let's uh let's do a zoom meeting that we record in which you just draw me a diagram and i nod and say i don't get it at the very end yeah i feel like you're hedging that i won't do this and i will do this (laughs) jeff bezos please sponsor us yeah, that'd be cool. Don't listen before you choose to. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Do not listen to anything I've said about you in the past. <laughs> Please, thank you. They were, it was all good. <laughs> right, it's all good. You don't have to listen to it. Right. Yeah, let us send you a, a, a director's cut where it's even better. <laughs> <laughs> I can't anyway. wait to stream on twitch.tv. <laughs> That's my favorite streaming platform. I can't wait to, to stream proprietary Disney content on Jeff Bezos's platform. Yes. Oh, God, I can't either. Uh, okay, so anyway, uh, Roger makes this joke, uh, and then Dink is just like, oh, I don't care about electronics. I'll go get the spare, which I didn't bring in the first place, I guess, and left it in the car. Uh, and he just is like, all right, I'm going to row back to where we were, and I'm leaving Roger, the head bluff scout, in charge. Yeah. 
We've got, and then at this point, it closes off and everybody's a little bit worried about that. But okay, this is our intro bit. We have established the premise. Why is Dink rowing back to the base camp when, if he already knows how to get back to the base camp, why the fuck do they need the computer? Who cares? We keep <laughs> well, going from this point. The premise has been established. Yeah, and it is a little funny to me that they're using the exact same premise of the previous Boy Scouts episode. Yes. Roger is the leader and oh no, right? Yes, they are completely reusing that, but let's be real, there's only one divinely allowed source of conflict, so shrug. Of course. Of course. So we accept that and we move on. Um, and so it shows that Roger is, of course, uh, like we kind of cut to like a little bit later. And Roger is, of course, like making his minion, like making everyone else in the camp do work for him while he just lays around watching comics and eat, or, uh, reading comics. Reading and porno mags. Right. Yes. <laughs> if he's a 13 year old in the woods, he's absolutely reading pornography. There's no question <laughs> in my mind. From what I understand about the woods, every 30 feet, there's a stash of pornography. Really? There's so many people like I've, I've listened to podcasts. They're just like, oh, yeah, I found porno in the woods. It was awesome. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so many people I've listened. I've heard the story so many goddamn times. I don't wow. do they just store it in the woods? I would make fun <laughs> of you for this, store. having grown up in near a set of woods where there was no pornography, but I do in fact know that on the road because I used to do track, there was a uh tra- a path like in the middle of the nowhere country woods that I ran on, and there was just this tiny pack of woods in the middle of nowhere along that line that was the marker for the uh one and a half mile run. And porno was there, right? Yes, there was. <laughs> See? <laughs> I still have no idea why. Motherfucker, tiny... Gen X and boomers just love storing porno in the woods. I have no idea. Like The other thing is, this is like in the middle of this. I grew up on the flat plain of almost nothing but cornfields. There's this tiny little pocket of trees. Only pocket of trees for a solid mile and a half. And somebody had decided that, Boom, yes, I porno. must distribute <laughs> pornography here. I can only assume the porno goblins have a union. <laughs> they're, a, they're a multinational corporation. And the thing is, like, I've heard recent stories about this where just, like, people go out in the woods, they're like, oh, there's just porno max in the woods. That's just, like, Civil War reenactors, people keeping the old <laughs> traditions alive. The UFOs! Like, Are Gettysburg they- has cellular data. <laughs> Are they okay? Are they uh, uh, are they new pornos or are I don't they know. old ones? They may okay. be unstuck. Probably in old and crusty. That we're now <laughs> the problem is we're now uh, digressing from uh, the supernatural aspects of Bluffington to the supernatural aspects of our own realm. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's true. Probably he would be Bluffington. he would be reading porno. Do not. There's no way you can convince me otherwise. This is a fair point. And backing this one up, we do have the statement that after this is established, Doug saying, He ordered Willie to stake his tent for him. Boomer had to make him lunch, and Ned had to keep the flies off. And me, well, I'd rather not say what he ordered me to do. That's right. And then he's pulling worms out of the ground. Yep, just get those things. This is definitely Doug just, like, recontextualizing his, like, past trauma. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. 
Although also in this case, the trauma might be he's searching for Mr. Scaly in the name of uh, achieving the same power over Roger he had before. But or he's of, sucking Roger off. It's one both of, the of these are possible, but I choose to believe he is attempting to propitiate the Prince of Darkness and is not succeeding because when you call for Satan, he notoriously doesn't pick up. He's kind of a shit like that. <laughs> right, it's much better than he's sucking the 13-year-old off. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so, Another stinger candidate. So, Good job, Sam. No, no. You're welcome. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, Doug is just like, yeah, he's, he's saying, as for me, I'd rather not say what Roger had me do. And it was he was digging about- up worms. It's not like that was bad or anything. It was definitely <laughs> fucking like, okay, I need, I need to psychically process what happened to me. Right, right. Yeah, because everybody else is like, oh, he's got to f- cook him lunch or like keep him cool with yeah. a fan or whatever. And yeah. also, given some of the stuff we established later, I'm pretty sure, one, that yes, as Sam said, there's a rewrite. And two, Doug hastily edited a lot of shit, edited a lot of shit in his brain. Right. All right. Well, we find that through this, we find that Dink has now been gone for four hours. Uh, And we assume that the canoe trip took less than four hours, right? They they Uh, never established that, which is kind of a hole, but who cares? Who cares? Yeah. I mean, four hours is a long time. Yes. Uh, yeah, for a bunch so, of kids to just be in a camp by themselves, absolutely. Yeah, half right. an hour would kind of be pushing it as far as a canoe trip. <laughs> Have you ever read right. this little book called Lord of the Flies? Don't worry, we'll get back to that later in the episode, dear viewer. That's yeah. right, that's right. This is what's called setting up, or planting <laughs> and payoff. Basically. Uh, so, yeah, so Doug is like, oh, no, what if he's lost? And so uh, Doug imagines that Dink is like, uh, he's using the computer, right, in this in this uh, flashback or in this uh, fantasy sequence. He's using the computer. He's saying, like, nonsense navigational words, and then he drives his boat off of a waterfall. That's the first That's the first imagination zone sequence. Yeah. That's Doug yeah. imagining so- that the adult has gone and died, which... I mean, for an anxious child, I can totally yeah, buy that as a thing. In the like, woods? Oh, yeah. Being completely. being led by his bully? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a yeah, completely no, this is... believable, oh, no, what if this has happened? Absolutely. This is totally believable. It's not, like, it's strangely not sexual, like his, his, his fantasies usually are. Fortunately, uh, and... we'll get to more sexy shit with Dink right. later in the episode. Of course, of course. We did say it was the best episode. Yes. Uh, and so, anyway, so Doug and Doug is like, man, and he talks to Skeeter, and they're like, okay, we should form a search party. Um, and then they high-five for like 20 seconds and then go and talk to Roger about it. And Roger tells uh, them, no, don't. The manual says we don't do that until it's been 12 hours. 12 oh, hours by yourself <laughs> as children. <laughs> I mean, that's the joke. That's the One, that's, that's like the joke, the... and two, that's not actually a bad rule. Like, this entire bit could be a setup for, like, like Roger then throws the manual at them, just shouts, look it up. And that could be the setup for, okay, well, actually, Roger made up the rule. Ha ha, according to the rules, you should go looking sooner than that. No, that would have sucked, and they don't do that. Instead, it's just a setup, so it's why Doug has the manual on hand, and he can use it. That's true, I didn't think about that. And... It's oh. actually a pretty good rule to have. You do not want small children to go off looking for an adult after 15 seconds, because then, very quickly, 
This turns into a big recursive, we send search parties to look after the missing search party to look after the missing search party to look yeah. after the missing search but party the, game. That's just camping. <laughs> what else do you do in the woods? Right, you just get lost. <laughs> you and then, contact Satan, duh. And then your dad <laughs> dies, and then you just hitchhike back home. Like, uh, <laughs> we can you want to sam like do you want to talk later <laughs> this is my sidebar for this one there is a famous set of australian explorers named burke and wills like the australian version of lewis and clark except for the american version of lewis and clark went across the country and came back alive burke and wills were fucking morons the guy who was in charge overburdened his dudes with a bunch of useless shit. And halfway through, through the expedition, realizing that all the very expensive shit that he brought with him was slowing him down, he left half his men and most of the stuff behind at a campsite to rest up when he finished the trip. He said he'd be back in 13 weeks. 18 weeks later, the Bluff Scouts, having decided Mr. Dink is not coming back, decide that, eh, no, we should break camp and go back home without him. Less than a day later, Mr. Dink stumbles back into the campsite, discovers, oh no, they've left, I needed that food to get back, I guess I gotta take a desperation trip. The Bluff Scouts realize they went the wrong way, turn around, go back to the campsite, but Mr. Dink didn't leave a note. Both groups end up starving to death in the wilderness because they did the exact th thing this rule is intended to prevent. If you're gonna go away, one, don't. Two, if you're gonna, leave a fucking note, you morons. Jim, this sounds like um, you writing fan fiction of Doug in the in the uh, form of like one of those those old like nursery rhyme parables about how everyone dies. Yeah, except for it's a thing that actually happened. Seriously, look up yeah. Burke and Will's Australia. It is. Yeah. It would be hilariously funny were it not for the fact that everyone involved died because they were so fucking stupid. Right. I mean, it totally makes sense. Um, so, okay, so this makes a little more sense uh, in this moment that they're just like, okay, 12 hours is the limit. Uh, and it's shown that maybe Roger is making this up. Maybe he's not, but he does throw the book at Doug. And he, like, so Doug could have easily proven that this was not the case, but and he doesn't. Whatever. We he, assume there's a cutscene where he looks this up and is like, oh, that actually is a rule. Well, um,. <laughs> He does He does spend the rest of the episode looking up stuff in the book, and the subtext True. here is all the answers are in the good book. <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, so Doug walks out of the tent right after uh right after they have this conflict with roger and he and, and he like looks all downtrodden, but then he has a great idea. He like springs up and he goes, "I've got a great idea. What if we just don't listen to Roger?" <laughs> This is this Wait, may be what? the first time he's ever like rebelled against authority. However, ten seconds later, he gets caught by Roger's goons, and he isn't allowed to progress until Roger's goons give him the go ahead. Right, right. I mean, it's it is maybe that is why it's such like a revelation for him. Why there's such like a, a literal like light bulb turning on sound happens. And he's like, what if we just don't listen? You what know, if we just do what we feel is right instead of what another person thinks is right, which is clearly wrong. <laughs> so maybe this is a good moral in this sense, right? Well, like this is the beginnings of it. It's sometimes. Well, 
We'll get there. I don't know. Yeah, okay. But yeah, so he runs into the he runs into the goons. The goons are like Temporary Scoutmaster Roger says nobody's allowed to go out in the canoe except the temporary scoutmaster, which is him now. Uh, but if you wanted to use the canoe to go find the real scoutmaster before Roger drives us all crazy, uh, I guess that'd be okay. Yeah, that'd be fine, yeah. The people have recognized current leadership sucks shit and should be disregarded. Good lesson. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that 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 law that when moral imperative uh, requires breaking a law that you see as unjust, then go for it, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's chaotic. Maybe good. The fact that also yeah. this hey. obeying the fact that also obeying this rule stands a decent chance of killing Doug and Skeeter means that this is in the common parlance a win-win. <laughs> right and right. and fits in and fits into the uh the uh philosophy is cha- of chaotic good <laughs> so okay so they get in the boat they uh they start to row off and then um doug is like re- the doug and skeeter are like man yeah with our bluff scout knowledge we'll be able to find him such things as that moss only grows on the north side of the tree it doesn't skeeter says well, okay, hang on on it. One second on that. Uh, and then Skeeter also says how to, that it's how to keep cereal crunchy in your milk, right? Those are the two Cereal isn't present. <laughs> but okay, okay, okay. Back to the north, the moss on the north side of the tree thing, right? I looked that up. Uh, it, it's, even, though I'm a, even though I'm an Eagle Scout, I had to look it up. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 uh, this is commonly the case. It is often, moss is often on the north side of the tree, provided that you're in the northern hemisphere yes. of the earth. So, but it can grow on the south side if the rock is angled at a certain angle because it's just about getting the most sun throughout the entire right. day. Yeah, right. I am and a so, tiger cub. <laughs> Suck my balls, so, but, Eagle Scout. <laughs> no, but this tells us <laughs> what it, my later. reason. My <laughs> yes, later. My reasoning for this is uh, this is telling us this is probably in the northern hemisphere, right? At least, like we need to place this. If there's a magnetic field on this planet. Right, sure. There's also a certain degree of, there are forests where it will grow, in fact, all around the goddamn tree, such as basically any pine forest. So, okay, maybe this is telling us that there is, that the sun in this universe only rises in the north and it sits on the north all day. Maybe it's like Alaska where there's just like months of daylight and then. Right. And that's why, and that's why in this universe, there's months of summer. Yeah, that summer and winter come and go. In and winter is just nighttime. Oh wait, no, there's yeah. years of summer, and then there's like pinpoint areas like Skeeter's yard where it's autumn somehow. Sure. Yeah. Okay. 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 This makes sense. We can make a narrative here. Uh, it's totally, it's totally makes sense. I'm not crazy. We're all <laughs> perfectly <laughs> sensible here. They said discussing their favorite Doug episode to date. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so they they paddle off, uh, and then then we go into Doug's second fantasy, uh, where he fantasizes himself as a like a mountain man tracker uh, with Doug Skeeter. Funny, he is a, <laughs> a man. Yeah, there is a song being played that is called Doug Funny Mountain Can't Man. Can't catch him, nobody can. That's, yeah, that's, that's it. it. That's what it that's is. It. That's it. I did that's it. That's the song. Yeah, it repeats that a couple of times. Nothing changes. Doug Funny Mountain Man. He can't catch it. 
Nobody can. Wrestles Moose with his bar. Stuck funny. It's funny though, in this, Porkchop is the one playing the banjo. Uh, and so maybe Porkchop is the one singing it too. <laughs> He's all dressed up like Daniel Boone or whatever, and it's he's yeah. imagining that he's it. Like like there is a throwaway bit about uh, wrestles moose with his bare hands. Uh, Jim reminder: uh, a moose is nature's main <laughs> battle tank, and if you hit one with yeah. your car, your car will be the more damaged party in the exchange, and then the uh-huh. moose will stomp you flat just for te- for pissing it off. Yeah, Moose will fuck you up. Uh, I can beat it up. No, no. (laughs) Look, Sam, you've never seen me fight a Moose, so you can't prove me wrong. I have seen you fight a car, and you lost to the car, though. (laughs) No, I didn't. I I have to tell you, I need need to make a statement here that the Funny Papers LLC does not offer health insurance at this time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) At the time of this recording. <laughs> and so, <laughs> you, need to, you need to keep that in mind. The statement does not oh relate to any future events involving the Funny Papers LLC. <laughs> this is a snapshot in time. The views exposed in this podcast do not represent the Funny Papers LLC. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the only thing they actually represent. <laughs> it actually represents our very complicated financial derivatives trading that we're trying to do. This is all just a matter of laundering the money that we don't make <laughs> we just have a hedge fund called uh called rogers red view <laughs> <laughs> i hired this guy to do our books uh jeffrey epstein <laughs> oh my eh, God. he seems cool <laughs> no he doesn't i'm putting my foot down here <laughs> this isn't a joke the problem is i've been busy the last couple of seconds trying to figure out okay which one is worse if i say rogers red pubes are going up or rogers red pubes are going down Let's just change yes. the subject. I'm sorry I brought it up. <laughs> so. That's the thing. You open the door and then you attempt to close the door, but nope, it's too late. Me and Sam are already through the door and we're playing on the other side. What happens is I get caught up in the moment and I throw the door wide and then I have a moment of recollection of, dude, this is public record. <laughs> and then me and Sam are splashing in the water on the other side and you're just like, oh no, it looks like it's poison, mostly full of piss. And you're just like, Look, no, I just on. Googled it and Jeffrey Epstein is dead, so it's, this must be a different Jeffrey Epstein. There you go. <laughs> nah, that Problem solved. Must be. Must be. <laughs> so you don't have to sh- slam the door, just... Open it and welcome us in as we jerk each other off. <laughs> yeah, I've been to the apartment you guys used to share. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, uh, so we cut out of this and um, they're tracking Dink using like different various clues. Like they see things that they think are moose tracks and they see things that they think are a deer bed. And then they see Dink tracks because they're like, well, they say they say that the reason they think are Dink tracks is because they're like deep footprints that are a yard apart. So Dink has some long steps, right? Yeah. Dink walks like the giants of yore. <laughs> Dink strands astride this nation like a colossus. Massive, purple, and erect. Right. And uh, they do see signs that Dink has put up saying, Dink ahoy. It's good uh, that he put signs in his fucking canoe to 
you know, <laughs> go home, I guess. I don't know what, like, I don't know where he stored the uh, extra computer. Like, where is he going? My guess is that the Dink Ahoy signs were what he was planning to put outside of his tent at the campsite. Yeah, like, the signs reading <laughs> Dink here and Dink Ahoy told me that our next line of products after the put the mask <laughs> on brand face wear is going yeah. to be underwear with uh, Dink's face on the ass and Dink here and Dink Ahoy on the front. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! It's just like boxer shorts that say "Dink Ahoy." No, we need to do like the juicy sweatpants, but just Mister Dink's face. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Yes. But for dudes, right? Oh right. yeah. For, for dudes. very, for very macho buff dudes, <laughs> you have to. Uh, in order to purchase it, you have to pass a strength test. <laughs> I like the sound of this. Oh. Right, you have to do you have to do like a leg press and send us a picture of your results. Naked, it's gotta be naked. <laughs> oh yeah, but only dudes only. <laughs> right, if it's chicks, it turns gay, and we're all extremely straight here. This is a straight show. I can't have any naked chicks in my timeline. Yeah. Right. So speaking of that, we move on to look for Mister Tank. That's right. Move amongst us. Yeah, big and, purple um, nude man coming up. Right. <laughs> We've really been pumping this up this whole episode. Um, Just so they jacking up the expectations for Dink. Right, right. Uh, and so they they track him. They like they follow the footprints uh, until they finally run out of footprints. And they're like, oh no, what do we do? And Doug looks in the manual and he's like, well, the manual says that you can get a dog to smell him and find him. And if only like, we had a dog. <laughs> like this is... Complete adventure game logic shit. You have to actually like train dogs to be able to do this, but okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pork chop points out, hey, remember that handkerchief Dink gave you back when you were sneezing? What hey, what about the canoe he spent twelve hours in? (laughs) What about the fact that Porkchop has known Mr. Dink for over a year and probably knows what he (laughs) smells like? Yeah, like Porkchop is actively like bugging Doug, hey, give me the handkerchief so that I can smell it. You, you know it's there, dog. You can just go up there and smell it and take off after. Like that. This is not internally consistent at all. It's just complete padding. But okay, this, I mean, A, this is their effort to do a callback. Because they, Dink, we, we crossed over that Dink had given Doug a handkerchief with his face on it in order to, like, after he sneezed after the pepper. Um, but... Also, like, this assumes that your dog is just a normal dumb dog and doesn't recognize the human language speech, right? Which is not the case with pork chops. They could have just been like, hey, boy, where's Mr. Dink? Okay, smell him out. (laughs) You know what he smells like. Use your good nose. Yeah, use your good boy nose. Mm. Um, But... So, okay, so eventually they figure out the puzzle. They solve the DM's clever ruse. And, and Use dog on nude man. Right. This this reminds me of like uh like a DM like he might have they they failed their survival role and then someone in the party was like, "Hey, what if I can get my familiar to track him with my animal handling skill?" And the DM's like, "I love that. Make a check." The DM's like, "Oh god, I can't keep the story going if you don't succeed at this." Sure, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're two very um, different types of DM, you and I. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> I, I praise the player and tell them that they thought of something great. I also praise the player. I just think that in the privacy of my own head. 
right. Um, okay. So anyway, um, anyway, so they, they track him, uh, they track him down and, uh, they, they find that the trail ends in like this big, like vacuous cave. Right. And they're like, Oh God, he's in there. The trail ends in there somewhere. And, uh, Doug calls in there. He says, Oh, Mr. Dink, it's me, Doug. And in there, Skeeter finds Skeeter Mr. Says, Dink's... We do not see, but Skeeter says, Look, it's Scout Mr. Dink's official Bluff Scout pants! <laughs> Which yeah. raises a number of questions immediately. <laughs> How do you know those are Mr. Dink's pants, Skeeter? And why would he take his pants off? Why did he take his pants off in a cave? Why did he put the pants... If he's going to take his pants off, let's assume that that makes sense to begin with. <laughs> Why would he put it in the cave? Why wouldn't he put it up in, like, an elevated place? Where it would... Or somewhere where there's sun. Where is his shirt? Like, yeah. Well, yeah. We learn a little bit later that it's because his clothes were wet, but it's fine to have wet clothes in the fucking summer. And throwing yeah. them into, and- say... A cave where the sun cannot dry them? <laughs> the dampest place possible in a forest? <laughs> From this, we derive that Dink was trying to fuck the denizen of the cave. Yeah, that's gotta I be I think it. that's the like, only that's sensible right. conclusion we can draw. Yeah, it's gotta be it. And, like, he, maybe he crashed here on purpose. <laughs> like, maybe he's like, oh, I guess I gotta go back to camp. Oh, hey, oh, I no. ran into my ex out in the woods. Hate when this happens. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Oh no, that's what the roar is. is it's like just like my ex-wife. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. He's one of those shitty like my wife joke guys that ever does a uh, fucking hack comic. He's like weekend dad. <laughs> right? Yeah, he's doing the hack comic routine. He's the guy oh, that's no. very concerned about uh father's rights in court. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, so it's not me. They, <laughs> Good. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, uh, we find that, like, they get scared off. They get scared off from the cave because there's this big roar. Um, And they run up a tree. And and, and Doug and Skeeter are, like, freaked out. They're like, well, I guess he's dead now. They're just like, oh, shit. Like, this is getting heavy, right? A bear ate him, which is not a good way to die. (laughs) No. On the other hand... Bears usually don't eat you alive. Like, a bear's, like... Ask the grizzly man that. No, what they do is they hit you with their paw, and you basically die instantly because a bear is the only thing that is comparable to a moose in sheer, this thing will kill you. There's a reason that they were worshipped by most... uh, Like, any culture that interacted with bears on a regular basis, bears were worshipped as incarnations of death. Because they were. I mean, house cats were gods too, so. I, a house I don't know. cat's skull cannot stop a rifle round. A bear's skull can stop a rifle round. A cat will dodge out of the way. It's, it's impossible <laughs> to hit a cat right. with anything. Right. A cat has never been injured. A cat correct. has never been injured by any human being. That is correct. That's right. Yeah. I hope not, because cats are good and nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Good little buddies. Cats have, uh, however, murdered several humans. They, yeah, that's right. They, had it <laughs> they just, they deserve it. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I side with the cat every time. Yes, me too. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, 
So they're they're up in the tree and they're getting kind of heavy. Like Doug is like, man, Mr. Dink, he was my best grown up friend. And now he's been eaten by a bear. I spent more time with him than my parents. And I've lived with my parents for the past several years. Yeah. And it's like, it's getting really heavy. And Doug is like, Mr. Dink, I'm sorry I broke your computer and made you leave camp. I'm going to miss that guy. I just hope if you're up there, you can hear us now. And then there's a chuckle. I'm in hell, actually, Douglas. <laughs> yeah, it comes from below. They do not notice the overweight purple man that is 12 feet above them. And who has said nothing the entire time he saw them down there. Yeah, well, Mr. Ding is uh, is weeping again, because remember the last time that Doug and Skeeter said something nice about Mr. Ding, that he was weeping because no one's ever said anything nice about him before mm-hmm. in the episode with the grill? Yeah. This is happening again. <laughs> Which suggests this may be yep. a parallel timeline from that episode. Or it's just, I mean, it's been a year at this point, right? Theoretically. Or it's the same year. Right, of course, and because we don't know where that one falls in the timeline yeah. yet. But um, but he's like, he's like, I forgot how good it feels for people to care about you. And it's just like, oh my god, no. <laughs> oh, um, no, I may be wearing a loincloth made entirely out of leaves for no reason that I've attached a cell phone to and a hat and be attached to a branch of a tree that my purple dong has to be rubbing up against in a very uncomfortable way right but i'm just so thrilled that somebody somewhere wishes that thinks i will go to heaven when i die (laughs) right yeah so as we're like to spell this out uh mr dink is right above them uh, and he's full as nude except for like a a bunch of leaves Except for, yeah, he's put a bush around his crotch. Not, uh, and he's not the hair bush, the uh, right. like a plant the leaf, bush. The leaf bush. Yeah. <laughs> um, leaf cubes. And, uh, yes, of course. Uh, and, and he's attached, he's still wearing a Scoutmaster hat, and he's attached a cell phone to the bush. How? Uh, Don't ask questions. And one might ask... He never has had a cell phone before this. Like, he didn't leave the camp with a cell phone. And also, he got lost holding a cell phone, but didn't call anybody. And no, there's an nobody easy, else has a cell is, phone. No, Duh. No, but there's an easy phone. solution to this problem. He stole the cell phone from the bear. Oh, shit. That's why the bear was so pissed and why the bear... Maybe he traded his pants for a cell phone. <laughs> Maybe the bear... You haven't called in months. <laughs> no, no, yeah, maybe. maybe now you can keep in touch, you piece of shit. Or... Hate to see him go, but love to watch him leave. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> leave is a pun, is... by the way. God damn it. Or this is the spirit of Bear, and Mr. Dink has magic pants, which he traded for a magic phone that the Bear couldn't use anyway because it didn't have thumbs, and this Bear's spirit was like, this is the quest item I've been waiting that for. That rules. Finally. <laughs> Apropos of yeah. only the concept of spirit of Bear, there is a great game, they, like one of the ones that very few people played made by Obsidian, uh, Mask of the Betrayer, and there's a throwaway side quest in that where one of your party members can become this bear god. And you there's a sequence where he is called back to a tribunal of this bear ancestors to answer for his crime against the law of the bears. And a viable option for you during his trial under the law of the bears is, 
What fucking law of the bears? You sit around in the forest, <laughs> you eat honey and shit. That's a good law. This actually is one life. of the easiest checks to pass, because the bears do answer that with, Yeah, that is actually most of it. All the honor shit is things that only humans care about. Fuck, you got us. Right. I mean, that is shown uh, demonstrably by important bear in media, Yogi Bear, who steals And constantly. Winnie the Pooh Bear, who similarly yes. understands the core concept of what it is to bear. Yes. Picnic yes. baskets and uh, honey. Getting stuck yeah. in holes. Yeah. Hey, boo-boo, the picnic baskets. You should go on trial for your crimes, boo-boo. Ah, <laughs> uh, here comes the ranger, and oh, no, he's loading up the big rifle. This may be it for me, oh, boo-boo. No. Oh, no. <laughs> boo-boo, here is this key to my safe that has my will in it, boo-boo. No. No. <laughs> I did it again. <laughs> I open the door. Look, look anyway, we the door's talk open. about what happens to Boo Boo next. <laughs> I hear there's a circus that needs a juggling bear. <laughs> but they'll pay for college. Yes, bear college. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's like the army. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also good. Except, <laughs> except that they're kind and nice. <laughs> they also post uwu on Twitter. Oh God! Oh, God, now I'm remembering the anyway. posting uwu on Twitter. Keep going, keep moving. <laughs> yeah. Now it's time to move. Yeah, on. no, congratulations, you've successfully turned it on us. Now I'm depressed. Fucking nailed it. <laughs> I did it. This is the long con. <laughs> so okay, so they uh, they catch up with Dink, and Mister Dink is like, "Oh man, I'm so glad you guys came for me." Uh, and he's and they they go into this like weird cut about how Mister Dink talks about how uh, he was going back, and then he he crashed his canoe, and then they cut, and he's like, "Oh yeah," and then I took my pants off because they were wet, as one does. <laughs> and then, and then the evidence for this being a rewrite happens. Porkchop, like, like scampers up to Doug and then, like, starts pulling at Doug and looking down, looking nervous, right? Yeah. So, yeah. like, I feel like I was just like, oh, the bear must have, like, emerged in a previous draft of the script. So I looked it up. Yeah. And uh, what happens in the original script is, like, the humans have to escape from the bear. And the way they do that is that Porkchop stays behind and sucks the bear off. <laughs> You honestly oh, had me. You, know, you remember? You remember? <laughs> you remember the moment when I was like, "Wow, Sam, I'm so proud." I've of literally you. been <laughs> smiling ear to ear since that happened. <laughs> oh, <it's> so <laughs> good. So <laughs> and Sam comes from behind. The score is now three two. <laughs> the fucking steel chair. I remember, I was just talking about the long con. Yep. Uh, <laughs> you fucking what was that? What was that? Five Literally, seconds? like, I really, like, wish there would have been, like, video camera with me for the last, like, hour or so. Because I've literally just been, like, dancing in my chair and smiling, like, just beaming. You've just been not listening to oh, any no, absolutely not. Like, <laughs> smile that just like goes past the edges of his cheeks. That's right. <laughs> the smile that's curled in on itself so much that your face looks like a testicle thanks to just how fucking happy you are. That's have. right. <laughs> we we go back and we, we Jim and I go back to edit this and we notice that you haven't been talking for the past like 30 minutes. 
And, and what and you have like, been with us off <laughs> just before yeah, everyone. Like, we we turn up the volume like super loud on your track to see if you're doing anything, and the whole time you're just like. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh god, we have to finish the episode now, but there's no way we, we can top that. <laughs> we hear you talking to like we hear you like calling somebody and telling them about this plan that you have. You've called your dad Answering. and we hear distantly on the other side your dad saying, who gave you this number, son? <laughs> we, hear, we hear you answering the door to get a delivery pizza and you're just like, man, you these guys don't have any idea what's coming for him. <laughs> and the guy's like, and the guy's like 17 and he's like, who's done? What's pork chop? Why is he sucking a bear <laughs> off? He's like, he's like, I don't know whether to be offended or impressed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Okay, where were we? Guys, what he, episode is this? I don't know. Who am I? <sighs> well, okay, they so, they leave the tree at some point, yeah, uh, and then do. they go back. They they just like materialize back. Oh right, the, uh, I did. Like they yeah. like uh, Doug and Skeeter mentioned that things are like not going great back at the camp, and Mister yeah. Ding suddenly goes all serious adult. You boys, you better tell me about this. And then they just they get back to camp. Yeah, Mister Dink. Like after after Mister Dink is like you get well. Let's have it, boys. Like tell me tell me what happened. Uh, they get back to camp, and it cuts to Roger in a tree as the like rest of the campers are like rioting around him, being like you. They're specifically saying that Roger ate all of the food, which <laughs> takes some fucking <laughs> impressive. Do. Yeah, there's like ten campers. And how how many days are they supposed to be here? I'm not sure. I think they're only like, supposed it, to be there overnight. Okay, but still, he ate food for 10 people. Which is really impressive. Particularly, Dink's yeah. food was probably there. And Dink does right, not strike right. me as a light eater. Right. There are some milkshakes from the robot that talks like Julia Child in there. <laughs> right. Well, so they get back. Well, they get back, and, uh, and Dink is still in his bush, so it's like this <laughs> giant nude purple man surrounded by children. Yeah, this is some real god of nature shit. <laughs> Yeah, and it's nighttime as they get and, back. Yeah, and, uh, and it's also, as we mentioned previously, he's gone totally Lord of the Flies on Roger because he's eaten all the food. It's just yeah. descended into chaos. <laughs> We're gonna t- reduce you down to a tender toe and a delicious ankle. The taste is so guilty. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> yeah, that might be the implication here. They're gonna have a tender toe of Rogers. Let's rip uh, Roger in half and feast on his innards. <laughs> Dibs on his penis. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to get on board with you on that okay. one, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been a while, Sam. Um, so, so the problem is anyway, you've owned uh, us so hard, I can't cut any of the shit you normally say. Right. Like you've just earned it. Right. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Dink is like, Glad to see you've held down the fort, Roger. Did you have any trouble? Nothing serious, Mr. Dink. Oh, we did run out of food, but I held the troop together. Held yep. us together <laughs> nothing? You were the one who ate all the food. I see. Well, Roger, it seems you've already had your dinner. I hope you don't mind if I order some for the rest of us. To the wilderness! Please deliver He's to... in the middle of nowhere! Random spot in so... the woods. 
And the weirdest thing about this, okay, so we we hear, we can hear literally Dink's entire phone call to the pizza place, right? It's to Speedy Pizza at the same place that delivered to Doug's house last time. Um, And he says, he says that like he wants pepperoni and stuff. He wants bead pizza. He even says heavy on the beats. And like we've theorized that beats might be something else in this universe. So who knows what that means? But um, so and then he yells at the delivery person. He says that he's like, wait, I want it to be fast. And then he says, and I want it to be hot and I want more cheese. Right. He's like getting heated. And then he hangs the fucking phone. I <laughs> never it's, tells it's the him. year 2020 right now. And if I go to the middle of the woods, I cannot order a pizza. <laughs> but like he doesn't even tell him he's in the middle right. of the woods. They probably just show just up like, at huh? his house. You know my name. You know my face. You know how to deliver pizza to me thanks to the trackers that have been implanted in my body. Maybe. Because it does show that the same pizza guy has like a fucking paddle boat and he comes out to the woods and gives him pizza. Uh, But kudos to them for setting up the joke that Dink has a cell phone, I guess. Not that he just could have left it in his bunk. I don't know. Or left Uh, a phone with the children to let them know where he is. (laughs) Yeah, but he had to steal the cell phone from the bear. Oh, right, right, right. Of course, of course. That's okay. Yeah, I assume I forgot that we established that he got it from the bear. That's the only way we can explain why it wasn't visible beforehand, despite the fact all the other electronics was bizarrely consistent throughout this whole thing. Of course, of course. That totally makes sense. Uh, okay, and so anyway, uh, they they order the pizza, and they're all eating the pizza, and Doug and Skeeter get a the special pi- There's a pizza man. delivery boat, which is weird. Yeah. It's like a paddle boat. It's very like, all right, fine. You're going to do a gag. Fine. Uh, and they, Doug and Skeeter get a special mountain man badge for not being in the mountains. Doing uh, something, I guess, finding the scout leader naked. <laughs> Looking at the scout leader's penis. That's not okay. You're pushing it, Sam. Well, he finds <laughs> his clothes by this point, so they can't that look is at his leader anymore. So that's why they get the badge. Right. It's just <laughs> of like, course. They, oh, oh, the, I, I have confirmed that your wiener is a massive four and a half inches. <laughs> oh, my God. You're, and they do say uh, it sings like as we, we discover that basically like Roger is handing out pizza to everybody and everybody's like, oh, Roger, give me pizza. Uh, Roger's now the slave. Yeah. Basically, that's what that's what he gets. Uh, and the end line, as we zoom out, is it's still doing like the Doug Funny Mountain Man song, and then it ends with Doug Funny. Doug Funny. He's a mountain of a man. No mountains are involved in the filming of this episode. Doug Funny at no <laughs> point was made larger in any way. Doug right. Funny, fully <laughs> nude man. <laughs> He's a mountain of a man. <laughs> Massive God. three inches on his hog. Oh, good, good. And that's that's the that's episode. That's Doug on the trail, baby. Yeah, that's Doug honestly, on the trail. The moral's still mixed because Roger is supposed to, like the moral appears to be don't be shitty if you're put in a position of authority. Except for yeah. like the rule that Roger was trying to enforce on Doug and Skeeter is actually a good one. Yeah. But beyond that, like. Generally speaking, the moral was all right. There was tension. It was raised effectively. It was solved. The moral, stupid though it was, was arrived at consistently. And nude Dink. Dink was nude. <laughs> Dink was fully nude. Dink was fully nude and attempted to have a tryst with a bear. And uh, we saw people attempting to murder Roger. I, all yeah. in all, pretty good episode. 
And, I mean, the moral of, like, you know, if you see an unjust law and you feel a moral imperative to, like, like that laws don't equal morality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's actually a solid moral. It runs counter to almost yeah. everything we've seen in Doug thus far, which is... He did have to get permission from secondary authority before he did it, but yes. that's fine. That's fine. That's, that's, okay. a, that's true. By grading on a curve here, this still comes <laughs> in at a very solid A. We're so right. broken. We are. I, the one thing I want to bring up on this is that this is a little bit deviating from our Skeeter and Roger being the same person theory because they clearly yes. go in different ways. And Roger does like Roger stays behind while Skeeter goes and they're both major players. Given that this this whole thing is definitely Doug recontextualizing something like bad that happened to him, Skeeter and Roger are in his head technically two different people. Yeah. But in the okay. real world, I'm going to say that they're the same person. Yeah, and Skeeter actually okay. doesn't contribute jack shit to the adventure. So. Because they, if there was going to be a searching party, they would definitely have the junior scout leader p- be put out on that. Yeah. Oh, there it is. That's yeah. true, actually. So if it's, yeah, okay, hmm. that works out. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And maybe, and maybe when they went on said journey, they like took a bunch of food with them, like in case they needed it for the journey or like to give it to Dink when they got there. Or they got back, they they got back and like just shit went to hell because they didn't leave a leader behind. Right, right, right. And, but like what I'm saying is he brought the food. And so that's why when they say Roger ate all the food is that they brought it with them for the expedition. Right. Yeah. Okay. We can see that. All right. All right, so we're not totally... We, we can still weave this Only together. a little bit mentally ill. <laughs> yeah, just, only a little just, bit. Just a wee bit. Oh, man. All right, well, okay, so that brings us to the end of the episode. Uh, so overall, pretty good. Yeah, this is yeah, pretty wasn't, good. wasn't upset watching it, so... Yeah, if the rest way, of... Way to go, Doug. If the rest of Doug had been like this, I don't think you bastards would have made me watch this show. I wonder if it will be. I wonder maybe if they, this is a new... Maybe they'll pull up. You know what this episode didn't have that is part of why we didn't have anything morally repugnant in it? What's that? Any women. Oh, None of Jim Jenkins's <laughs> pathologies relating to women had a chance to work their way into the script. As a result, it ends up being okay because it's all about the boys. Interesting. I also just looked it up, and one of the writers on this one, this is the first script he ever wrote for the show. One of them has written many scripts, but like there's usually two writers that are associated. One of them, this is the first. And if it's the one of them I'm thinking of who's a writer for most of them, I really suspect that's a okay, you get partial writing credit on all of these because you establish them basic premise. If this is somebody else's first episode, I complete. I will look forward to seeing more of their work, and hopefully, they will continue to be uh, a bright, shining light yeah. in the middle of a morass of absolute despair. Salvo of healing. Oh man! All right. Well, let's cut this one here. Uh, thanks for joining us, everyone, on another episode of the Funny Papers. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. The dog sucked the bear off. Never trust Sam. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and cutting. Cut.